I've got one question on my mind. Why have we been so wrong about Justin Herbert? I'm your host, Abhi Gupta, and on today's episode of The Breakout, I hope to answer this very question. Why have we been so wrong about Justin Herbert through college, through his first year in the NFL, and at the point of recording this video, five weeks into the 2021 NFL season? Let's dive right into it. So as we all know at this point, Justin Herbert was a quarterback for the Oregon Ducks for four years. He came into college in 2016, graduated in 2019, and came out in the NFL 2020 draft class alongside Joe Burrow, Tuatunga Vailoa, Jalen Hurts, amongst other quarterbacks. And the open question that we had was, well, what is Justin Herbert? Is he a big-armed, prototypical NFL quarterback? Is he an inconsistent guy who's going to bust? We pretty much didn't have an idea of what he was going to be. And if you really take a look at the news articles and the characteristics being described about Justin Herbert, it was a really confusing time. He was a 4.0 biology student coming out of the University of Oregon who was described as very cerebral, very smart, but very quiet. And so your typical NFL rah-rah heads were asking the question, well, you know, if you have a really smart guy who isn't vocal, uh, how is he going to succeed as, you know, the alpha male and, and, and the guy who runs the football team? The other question that we had across the four years that Justin Herbert was at Oregon was, well, we haven't really seen him develop. We haven't really seen any tangible growth from him. And so, like, is this guy just kind of gonna continue to be what he was in college in the NFL. That's not what we want to see. We want to see guys like Tuatunga Vailoa and Joe Burrow who each year got better and, and we could see that with our eyes. There were questions also about the schemes that were being run at Oregon. The number one thing that I saw across my research was that, well, Oregon ran a horizontal offense, a lot of drags, a lot of crossing routes, and Herbert loves to throw the seam. We've seen this in the NFL too, where he loves to attack down the field. And so if you're asking him to throw drag routes, if you're trying to ask him to throw to you know a wide receiver strike, uh, streaking horizontally across the field, that's not going to showcase his arm strength or the ability for him to hit these receivers down the field over top defenders uh, like the way that you know his skill set really allows him to be. But why don't we dig a little bit deeper into the numbers that we saw from Justin Herbert, specifically from his senior year at Oregon. So Justin Herbert was second worst in the 2020 NFL draft class when it came to incompletions QBs were responsible for, i.e. meaning that when an incompletion was thrown, was it due to a drop? Was it due to a tipped pass? Was it due to an interception? Was it due to a bad throw? He was second worst, only behind Jordan Love. He was bad at quick, short passes, uh, specifically 64th in the entire FBS. When he was clean on throws of 19 yards or fewer, he had the fourth most incompletions responsible for. One of the most discombobulating stats that I found when doing research for Justin Herbert was that when you compare his performance when he was blitzed versus non-blitzed, his turnover-worthy plays were significantly higher when he wasn't blitzed. Specifically, 21st most turnover-worthy plays amongst qualifying quarterbacks when he wasn't blitzed, but 120th most when blitzed. So that's an incredible discrepancy. So we're saying that he was in the top percentile of quarterbacks when he was not blitzed, i.e. not under pressure, and had the most number of turnovers or a significantly higher chunk of turnovers. Compared to when he was blitzed, 
his turnover-worthy plays dropped significantly. So this is already indicating to us that Justin Herbert is a boom-bust quarterback, at least in terms of raw talent. On top of all of this, when you take a look at the plays that he was making at Oregon, his accuracy was a massive concern. Take a look at these plays. So when Justin Herbert takes the ball, he is not really hitting his receivers in stride. His mechanics are a bit wonky. He's not throwing his wide receivers open. Sometimes there are windows for him to hit his receivers, and he's just not able to find the open guy, or when he does, he overthrows them, underthrows them. Ball placement is all over the place. And so when you come to the NFL and you know you have a tight end streaking down the middle of the field like that, he needs to be able to hit those guys in stride consistently. And across all of these highlights that we're showing you, Justin Herbert, especially in his senior year in college, just could not hit these guys open uh, or throw them open. And that was a massive concern for people who were taking a look at Justin Herbert as a prospect coming out of school. A statistic that I found to be really interesting to analyze uh, when taking a look at Justin Herbert was this uh, statistic that we call wins above average. So wins above average is a statistic very similar to war. War is used in baseball all the time to quantify how many wins is a player responsible for uh, in terms of impacting their team. And so in football, this is a little bit harder to gauge because you know you have so many moving parts. Uh, in baseball, generally, I can say a pitcher has this type of impact and it's a lot clearer to see. But a similar statistic here, wins above average, is a statistic that you wanna see improve in a quarterback, especially across their college career, as they start to understand the playbook more, as they start to understand uh, coverages a lot better, as they develop their own mechanics. And Justin Herbert's just continued to drop. His sophomore year, to his junior year, to his senior year, each year that number dropped. And according to this, uh, this uh, graph that we um, found uh, from PFF, Pro Football Focus, uh, Justin Herbert would have the second lowest wins above average by a first round quarterback if taken in the first round, which now in hindsight, we know he was taken sixth overall. And when you take a look at the other quarterbacks, you know, in this class, I mean, look, he was only above Jordan Love and Jacob Eason. Now, of course, you see Josh Allen all the way in the bottom, but where are the quarterbacks who really succeeded? They're all bunched up towards the top. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Jared Goff, Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, all guys who have found at least average success, if not more, continuing through their NFL career. And so these all kind of lead us to a very interesting place uh, when it comes to Justin Herbert. Coming out of college, this guy was the ultimate Rorschach test. So with this guy, people just saw what they wanted to see. If you wanted to see a guy who was limited by, uh, you know, the Oregon scheme, if you wanted to see a guy who had a big arm and had the had a lot of potential, you saw a guy who was major boom bust and could be nurtured into a quarterback that, you know, mirrors the likes of Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes, you know, this guy who could make highlight plays all over the place, you got your guy. And if at the same time, you saw a guy who was inconsistent, you saw a guy who couldn't improve, you saw a guy who couldn't even do the simple things at Oregon, you saw a guy who's responsible for a lot of incompletions, you see a guy who's, who's responsible for a lot of turnover-worthy plays, who can't perform well when you know the pocket is clean, then that's who Justin Herbert was. And so coming into the draft, it was such an interesting way to look at Justin Herbert. I personally wasn't as high on him, but it was also my first year really digging into quarterbacks. Um, and so when I took a look at Justin Herbert and you know seeing that there was a lot more consensus around guys like Tua Tungavailoa and uh, Joe, Joe Burrow, like, you know, 
Justin Herbert just wasn't someone that I felt safe with. Um, and of course, what do we see when we come to the first year uh, you know, of Justin Herbert playing for the Chargers? We saw a guy who did nothing but perform. A guy who had 20 plus completions in all of the 15 games that he played in. We see a guy who threw for 31 touchdowns and 10 interceptions, 4,300 yards, and only 2.3% turnover worthy play rate when under duress. So this guy like really performed incredibly well for his first year in the NFL and obviously won rookie of the year. And so given this performance in his first year, you know, there are a lot of signs to indicate that he was just going to kill it, right? But PFF had other ideas and I'm not going to lie, I was swayed by these arguments. Um, I'll post the video, I'll link it up, you know, up here. Um, take a look, let me know what you think. Uh, but in reality, all of these arguments that PFF made um, were really convincing. Let's take a look at them. PFF found that Herbert was 29th of 44 quarterbacks in a clean pocket and ranked in the bottom half for early down play, targeting the first down marker and overall plays. So what does that mean? This means that when Herbert was not under duress, didn't have anyone in his face, you would expect a quarterback to execute. But he was 29th, 29th. I don't know if there are 29 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. That's not a great number. And when you also consider the fact that he was in the bottom half for early down play, targeting the first down marker, and then overall negative plays, that indicates to you that he was pretty wild. To be able to execute on early down plays, guys need to be accurate. They need to have uh, scripting. They need to be able to execute. And if you take a look at the numbers where he was really executing and finding results, it was on these big time deep passes. But as anybody in the analytics community understands, deep passes are 50-50. Um, they are many times plays that, um, you know, you, I, I won't quite call them lucky, but you do need some luck in order to execute on them over and over and over again. And Justin Herbert had a disproportionately high uh, deep throw accuracy and success metric compared to every other quarterback. And why this is super concerning is that, you know, consider every time that you throw the ball deep to be a coin flip, right? You flip a coin, you get heads or tails. And so let's say that I throw the ball down the field more than 20 yards uh, 10 times. If I were to flip a coin and land heads every single time, that's incredible. That's great. I am super happy that I'm 10 out of 10. But that has absolutely no bearing on whether the 11th time that I throw the ball down the field, I'm going to land heads. It's still 50-50. And so that's the difficulty with these deep passes. If a quarterback is executing on those deep passes, remember Jameis Winston, then they're going to have a really, really good time. But if those land tails, then their performance is going to be absolute trash. And so for a quarterback to have a really low, really high floor and a really high ceiling, they need to be able to do the expected things more frequently. And according to these numbers, Justin Herbert was mainly doing that when he was under pressure and when he was getting blitzed. When he was clean or not blitzed or more or less had time, he wasn't executing. And that's not a great sign. The other component to consider here is that, you know, they fired Anthony Lynn after his first season and they hired Brandon Staley. And I'll put up the list right now of quarterbacks who had their coach changed between year one and year two. And it's a pretty dismal list. Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, Baker Mayfield, Josh uh, Rosen, Sam Darnold, Lamar Jackson, Mitchell Trubisky, Jared Goff. Like the entire list here is pretty dismal. 
and it really took good or great quarterback play to overcome this change. Now, of course, we know five games into the 2021 season, Justin Herbert is good enough to overcome, you know, a coaching change. And on top of that, I think at this point, we can say that Brandon Staley at the very least fits with the Los Angeles Chargers. But at that time, you know, anytime you hire a new coach or a new offensive coordinator or someone who is working directly with that quarterback, it's hit or miss as to whether or not that's going to work. The final thing that, you know, people kept pointing to is that Justin Herbert was going to have a sophomore regression. And here's the fact of the matter. He just didn't. Sophomore regressions are, you know, a common trope that we hear in the NFL where guys who are seeing success in their first year, uh, it's more or less a, you know, fantasy land. You're not, you're going to expect defenses and teams in year two to be able to pick up on everything you did well in year one, and then quarterbacks are going to struggle with it. But what did we see in year two? Well, let's take a look at the numbers at the current point in time. So the Chargers are four and one. They just came off of a win against the Browns. Justin Herbert has thrown 13 touchdowns and three interceptions. But here's the incredible thing. He has a 4% big time throw rate. So 4% of all of his throws are big time throws, according to PFF. His turnover worthy play rate has dropped even further. Last year, it was 2.3%, which was already absurdly low. Uh, absurdly low right now it's at 1.6 percent so he took an absurd number and he dropped it even further he has absolutely no turnover worthy plays on any throws over 20 yards so any of those big time throws deep passes 50 50 balls he has no turnover worthy plays so that means that he is either finding guys open uh, or he's throwing an incredibly accurate ball which is awesome to hear he has a 79% completion rate on throws under nine yards. So he is hitting guys in the flat. He's hitting guys in the drag and the cross pretty much anywhere within that first 10 yards. He's hitting them with a 79% clip. Incredible. He has zero turnover worthy plays when he's blitzed or when he's pressured. Um, again, like an incredible statistic here. 71.4% completion rate when he's kept clean and a 68.6% .6 completion rate when he's not blitzed. And then finally, he is 2 to 4% better in adjusted completion rate when he is kept clean or blitzed compared to 2020. So all over the board, Justin Herbert has improved, his accuracy has improved, uh, you know, turnover worthy 50-50 ball rate has been going down. And if you really think about it, the the offense and the personnel that the Chargers have kept for Justin Herbert is perfect for, you know, who he is. He's a guy who, you know, is going to take chances and is going to let it rip with his arm. Here are the things that just everybody didn't consider. The first is that that offensive line is really good, and then they went and bought more protection for him. Uh, you know, they got the center from uh, Green Bay, Corey Lindsley, guy who Aaron Rodgers, you know, relied on as his center for so many years. Now the Chargers have him, anchoring that you know position right there for Justin Herbert, and that's incredible. Keenan Allen was kept around, and he has you know been awesome for the team when it comes to deep throws. Mike Williams has really emerged two deep threat guys who we've seen explode across the games, you know, in the first five weeks. We've also seen Austin Eckler stay healthy and we've seen that defense come back. And so when you take 
all of these items into consideration when you when you create an offense that is tailor-made for a guy like justin herbert you give him a coach who's going to call plays according to him you keep personnel around that's going to protect him and is going to increase your likelihood of converting on those 50 50 deep balls you consider the fact that they have so much health right now on the team you know it's just incredible um that we didn't consider these factors and so to all of you in the comment section on the justin herbert video uh, whether it's on youtube or on tiktok i just want to tell you like you are right we were wrong justin herbert is the real deal i'm a Bengals fan i'm a big joe burrow guy you've seen me wear the jerseys across all of these uh you know videos I still think that Justin Herbert is the number one quarterback from that draft class. When you take a look at where he landed, what he's capable of doing, and what the Chargers are building around him. The final thing I'd like to consider here is uh, something I learned in doing research here. The sophomore slump just isn't real. When you take a look at this mantra, right, that I mentioned before, the sophomore slump is this idea that quarterbacks will be uh, studied and understood in the offseason between their first year and their second year. Defenses and schemes will catch up to them, and then those quarterbacks are going to struggle when they, you know, enter their sophomore year. But if you take a look at these, these statistics, um, it, it's absolutely incredible how much of a bullshit trope that is. So when you take a look at the adjusted net yards per pass over the average, you'll generally generally expect to see this number go down for quarterbacks between year one and year two, i.e. the number of yards that they're able to produce, um, you know, either through rushing or through, or, or rather um, through passing uh, or sacks, you know, um, when you consider all of those net yards, we can get a really good sense of a quarterback's performance. Um, and what we see according to this graph is that more than half of the players see a positive delta between year one and year two. So what that means is that their average net yards goes up. Their primary performance metric goes up between year one and year two. There are a few folks who obviously drop, but this mantra is just not backed by data. It's just absolutely not backed by data. And so when we take a look at what we thought might happen to Justin Herbert in terms of a sophomore regression, we were just being poisoned by a bad take. And so consider me off of that trope. What can we expect moving forward with the Chargers? Well, I still expect Justin Herbert to continue improving, um, but this offense is tailor-made for him. And as long as health continues to bless the Chargers, like that team is gonna be incredible moving forward. I think that this team you know, if you have Keenan Allen or Mike Williams, um, you know, Josh Palmer, eventually Austin Eckler, or even Justin Herbert himself in fantasy, you are in a prime position because this offense is clearly like one of the, if not the best offense in the NFL and moving forward for the rest of this year, I think you can expect the same. And that's a wrap on today's video. Thank you for watching. Please make sure to like and subscribe. We are the breakout. Let's hit that music.